Welcome back to the Magic of Transformation podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zeller. I have a real treat for you today. This is something that I have not done before, but I will probably do a little bit more of from here moving forward. And that is that I'm going to share with you a little behind the scenes of my coaching. So in my program, Your Life's Work, we do group coaching twice a month. And on one of the recent coaching calls, there was a little segment that I thought would be really useful for anybody. And so that is what I'm going to share with you today is this segment. Now, before I get into it, there's a few things that I want to explain that will set you up for really understanding what we're talking about and what I'm talking about in this segment that I'm going to share with you. So in my program, Your Life's Work, there are essentially 20 modules and the students in this program just went through a module called Discover Hidden Driving Forces. So we all have things that are hidden in our subconscious mind that are driving our thoughts, emotions, actions, and behaviors. And even if you have done a lot of personal work, like a lot of therapy to uncover what these might be, there's always more, like there's just always more to discover. One of the key ways that we inherit these hidden driving forces is from our parents, is from our caretakers. So a big part of what we do in your life's work is we uncover hidden programs. Now, what is a program? A program is essentially one of these hidden driving forces. And programs can be programmed in a lot of different ways. They're programmed in by certain experiences that we have, by things that are said to us, by watching our parents or our caretakers and how they interact with the world. And all of this happens in childhood. So it happens automatically and unconsciously. It's not like you chose your programs. They were just programmed into you. Now, there's a really interesting dynamic with our caretakers. Sometimes we accept and emulate certain things about our caretakers. And sometimes we actually reject things about our caretakers and do the opposite. So for instance, if your caretaker while you were growing up told you that you needed a really, quote, stable job and a respectable job and you needed to have a college education and even like more education after that and that you needed to become a doctor or an attorney or something like that, then you either accepted that or rejected and rebelled against that. So if you accepted that, then maybe you became like an optometrist, or you became a doctor, or you became a dentist, or you became an attorney. If you rejected or rebelled against it, then maybe you became like an artist or something. It can be a really interesting exploration to dive very, very deep into what aspects of our caretakers we accepted and emulated versus rejected and rebelled against. And in this module in your life's work, that's exactly what we do. We uncover these programs, how they're influencing us, and then we change them, like we liberate ourselves from them. And that's why this program, Your Life's Work is so effing powerful, because that's just one module of 20. (laughs) I'm laughing because seriously, this this program is insane. In fact, I just got um, all of my students have progress reports that they submit to me at the end of each module so that I can keep really close tabs on their progress and give them extra mentorship wherever they need it. And after this last module, I just had a student of mine say in, in her progress report, you've clearly put so much work into this program. It is really, really awesome. Thank you. And that is the truth. Oh my gosh, it took me multiple years to build this program, but it is why people get the amazing results that they do. So this is the setup for this call. 
These students have just identified what aspects of their caretakers they have accepted and emulated versus rejected and rebelled against. And what I talk about in this call is essentially how a lot of times we think that if we have rejected our caretakers or what our caretakers told us or what they modeled to us, we think that we're free of them when actually the opposite is true. So I go all the way deep, deep, deep into that in this coaching call. So I'm really excited to share this with you because it was definitely illuminating for them. And hopefully you guys, even though you haven't taken the program, can track with what I'm saying and still really glean a lot from this conversation. Now, I talk about programs, like that's your program. So I explained a little bit about what a program was previously in this introduction. But a large part of what is creating your suffering is your programs. Like if you're not feeling a lot of joy in your life, that's because you have programs that are blocking you from feeling joy. If you're not experiencing a lot of abundance in your life, that's because you have programs that are blocking you from experiencing abundance in your life. If you're not manifesting new opportunities, that's because you have programs that are blocking you from manifesting new opportunities. If your relationship isn't like amazing and lit up and, you know, sexually charged and exciting as hell, that's because you have programs that are blocking that kind of energy in your most intimate partnership or relationship. So the way to liberation and to living the life that you've always dreamed is to change your programs, is to first identify what programs are blocking you and then to change them. And that's what we do in your life's work. That's also what we do with a process called subconscious reprogramming. So in your life's work, there are many, many subconscious reprogramming processes. And right after this episode, I'm going to be releasing an entire episode on what subconscious reprogramming is. So I would highly suggest that you listen to that episode when it comes out, or perhaps by the time you're listening to this episode, it has already been released. So if you want to know more about what subconscious reprogramming is, then listen to that episode. But if you are interested in changing your life, in awakening, in having greater joy, more success in your life, deeper abundance, more fulfillment, more satisfaction, then reach out to me because I think your life's work could be a really great fit for you. That is the program that all of these students are in in this coaching call. And right now I am doing early enrollment. If you enroll early, you get a huge, huge discount. So you can reach out to me by DMing me at Stephanie Zeller Speaks on Instagram or by clicking the link in the show notes and contacting me through my website, thetransformationschool.com. The other thing I just want to mention is at the end of this call, one of the students asked a question about manifesting money and about feeling a sense of financial instability. And we talk a little bit about manifestation and how her situation is actually setting her up for more financial success. But I do just want to caveat that she has access to my manifestation process and the manifestation tools. So you'll hear that I share with her that sometimes when we are struggling in a certain area of our life, it can actually indicate that a breakthrough is really near. However, I have to caveat that because if you don't have the tools to get to that breakthrough, and what I mean by tools is subconscious reprogramming tools and a modern approach to manifestation, so not like just thinking positive thoughts and visualizing the outcome that you want. Okay, throw that out the window. That is not what I'm talking about when I talk about manifestation. 
In fact, when I teach manifestation to students in your life's work, I tell them all to just like forget everything they've learned about manifesting because that is not what I'm talking about. We manifest in your life's work with a neurobiological perspective. And so there are actual tangible things that you can do, a very specific workflow and steps that you can take in order to have that breakthrough, in order to manifest the things that you want to. So I just want you to listen to that with a sensitive ear and knowing that the reason she's very close to a breakthrough is because she has the tools and she's using them. What I see with people in the world that could be at the edge of a breakthrough but don't have the tools is they actually get stuck in a rut. They get like stuck repeating the same patterns, doing the same things, and the breakthrough actually isn't coming for them. So you can kind of identify like, oh, is this me? Have I been stuck in a rut for a while? Then you potentially don't have the best tools to help you have that breakthrough. If you want to learn the process of manifestation, again, reach out to me. I do some separate manifestation coaching, but the entire manifestation workflow and everything is included in your life's work as well. If you want to know more about me, you can find all of my offerings at thetransformationschool.com and you can follow me on Instagram at Stephanie Zeller Speaks. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you have a friend or two that you think it would benefit, make sure you pass it along to them as well. Without further ado, enjoy this unique episode. When you guys went through module six, you know, in module six, we thought about, okay, what are we accepting and emulating versus rejecting from our caregivers? Who here had at least some elements of themselves that they feel like they rejected from their caregivers? It's everybody, at least in some small form, even if you accepted and emulated 90%, usually there's, there's a little something here and there that you rejected. So what I want you to think about for a minute is think about the parts that you rejected, like the ones that you rejected the most. And when you think about those parts that you rejected the most, now think about what if you didn't have that ability to reject and you had to accept and emulate? So like, what if you had to be just like them in that way? Go ahead and close your eyes for a moment and just bring yourself into that. So be like, so the things that I rejected the most, what if in this moment, I essentially couldn't reject them anymore and I had to accept and emulate. How do you feel in your body? How does that feel to think that you couldn't reject them and you had to emulate? Okay, now open your eyes and just drop in the chat. How does that feel? Trapped, terrifying, sickening and crawling skin, icky, horrible fear. Yeah, uncomfortable, right? fear and disappointment. Okay. I want to clarify something because sometimes it can feel like if we rejected parts of our caregivers that we actually are free from them in a way because we didn't accept and emulate them versus like if you accept and emulate, sometimes that can feel like more of a connection, like a a tethered connection to them than when we reject them. Because it's almost like, well, I did that to protect myself. And so I'm not even tethered to them because I rejected them, right? So it feels like more freeing to reject, to be in that rejection. But actually, that's just as much a tether as accepting and emulating them. And let me, let me explain. I'm going to explain in a couple of different ways. I'm going to give you some examples here. One is 
I remember a long time ago, I had a call. It was just like a little kind of a magic session with a with somebody that was referred to me. And she was talking about how she grew up really wealthy, like her parents had a lot of money, but she hated the way that her parents were because they were just icky with their money. But she was really struggling financially. And like it was hard, especially with the things that she wanted to do, like she wanted to travel all over the world and she just like didn't have the money to do it. And she didn't know why. But then when I would ask her about money, it would come back to her parents and she would be like, well, I don't want to be like them. She's actually in a prison because she's now in a prison of, well, I don't want to be like them. And so I can't make money. But then she can't live her life the way she actually wants to live, which is with money. Now, that may be kind of a more abstract example because a lot of people don't have that story. A lot of times it can actually be the opposite. So it's like if you grew up, I see this a lot of times with people that I coach. If you grew up with parents that were not financially stable, then you actually may have an obsession with making money to create financial stability. But that's a prison also because it's like one of the only things that you can focus on. And then also along with that fear, you often get ideas about the ways that you should be making money and the most stable ways of making money. And it limits you from seeing other ways of making money. And it also limits you from feeling into like, what do I authentically want? Because what's actually driving you is a fear of being like them. So the reason we accept or emulate versus reject is always as a means to stay safe or to avoid more suffering. So we unconsciously in childhood choose to accept or reject based on that. So if, for instance, like if you, if your caregivers were financially unstable, then you may have rejected that because it felt so bad. Like it felt so bad growing up to be in a home where there was financial instability. But then like, for example, like I have a client who makes a, a ton of money and just keeps making money, like is just continuously going after making money. And it kind of gets to the point where they're like, I don't know why I keep trying to make more and more money, but it's like all I can focus on, right? Like they're not really enjoying their life. So that's a prison, right? That's still a prison. So true freedom essentially is where you can work out that program so that you're not tethered to it anymore, so that it's not driving you. Because if the reason the program got programmed in was because of suffering in your childhood or you didn't feel safe in your childhood, then the solution to that is actually not necessarily to do the opposite. The solution to that is to reprogram that fear. So instead of instead of being locked in the I have to just like continuously run because I'm so terrified of financial instability, it can be like, I know that I'm always going to have what I need. And I'm always going to be led by my intuition to have enough money and I'm going to learn how to invest and I'm going to manage my money well and I'm going to be okay. But I can also do other things with my life or if I want to like shift careers or do something different, there are other ways of making money that I can explore as well. So it's like there's a freedom there when you when you achieve that freedom. The interesting thing is when you think back to like, okay. The things that I rejected in my parents 
and you think like, oh, what if I had to be a little bit like them? It's not as triggering. You know, it's not necessarily like, oh, I want to be like that. You know, like I don't necessarily want to be bad with my money. But if I were to be in a financially unstable position because I've reprogrammed that, I don't feel afraid. I feel like I can trust myself, trust the universe to work out how to be okay. Does that make sense to everyone? So the interesting thing is the things that we've most vehemently either accepted or rejected, they become really integrated into like our identity. A lot of times it's like almost like they're a part of us. I mean, that's what it feels like. So it makes it really hard to be free from them or feel free from them or change them or choose something different from what those programs are dictating. So first of all, the one really helpful thing that you can do is just recognize like my relentless drive to make money is just a part of my programming. It's not me. It's not my identity. And that can actually help to just the first step to just kind of like clicking loose of it a little bit. And then the second step is obviously to reprogram it and to start, start breaking free from it. If you reprogram the fear, if you reprogram the program that says I have to make a lot of money or I have to be financially stable, it doesn't mean that the other program is going to be, be financially unstable. It means that it will be a more peaceful place to live that doesn't feel like a prison where you can be like, I trust that I will always have what I need. I trust that money will always come to me, that kind of thing. Like I can do anything that I want to do creatively. There are a million ways to make money, et cetera, et cetera. So real freedom, honestly, is when you don't care if you're like your parents or not. Is when you're just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter to you. Like you don't even think about it. And those programs are essentially like rewritten. That's, that's what real freedom feels like. What questions does anyone have about that? Okay. So what if you are in a really financially sticky spot and like you're doing your best and most days you're like, yeah, I totally trust the universe and everything's great. But then there are some days when you're trying to pay your bills and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> that that like reality comes in, it's, it's a lot harder to keep that trust. Right. So that is essentially where the obstacle is the way. It's like the best and honestly, the fastest way to break free from your prison is to be triggered in it. So for instance, for those of you that have had higher education know how expensive it can be. Like when I finished my process residency, I was half a million dollars in debt. And then when I wanted to change careers, I left my career and I, I was making money speaking, but I wasn't, I wasn't making enough to like be really paying off that debt in a way that felt really comfortable to me. But like, I could not go back to clinical dentistry. Like I just would rather claw my eyes out at that point. Like I was like, I don't want to do it. And so I was really struggling. Like there was, there were moments, there were months where I was really struggling financially. And because of that debt, it was especially the debt because there were so many programs in my head about don't get in more debt. And so then like I started getting in a ton of credit card debt and racked up tens of thousands of dollars in credit card debt as well. So, I mean, I was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt <laughs> and it triggered the shit out of me. There were days where I was just like, I just, I felt like I couldn't even breathe. And that was 
the best thing because every time I got triggered, once I, once I started creating my own reprogramming processes for a while, I didn't have them and that was miserable. <laughs> but once I actually created the thing like trigger-free, I would do trigger-free every time. And it's slowly just like it, it, it was slow because for me, financial fears were really, really, really programmed in from a young age. So it was like one of my things that it took just a fuckload of reprogramming to do. But like it was slow, but it slowly started to to decrease. And then I got to this point where I was paying it off and I was feeling so much better about it. And I felt really free with it. Like I wasn't afraid of debt anymore. I mean, any kind of debt I wasn't afraid of. I wasn't afraid of credit card debt, loan debt. To me now, debt, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I'm just not afraid of it at all. And that took a really long time. But then all of a sudden, I actually manifested someone to help me pay off that school debt. And it was after I didn't care if that happened. Like I was so comfortable with it. Like I was, again, like I met all five of those manifestation criteria that it just happened. It happened supernaturally. Point being that like, I feel like the places that you are in the fire of that thing is the place that the universe actually wants to accelerate you. Like your triggers are the universe's way of accelerating you. So for you, it's like facing that financial instability head on is the universe's way of accelerating you so that you can get on the other side and have money. Like money is coming. It's trying to come in. So the more you can reprogram it, the faster it will come. But the interesting thing is as you're reprogramming it, did you grow up with financial instability? Mm -hmm. So as you're reprogramming it, you're reprogramming that. That's what you're reprogramming is like that, that financial instability from childhood and that fear of it and that discomfort of it. And you're healing that. And so then when you, you'll get to a place where you just feel like you feel safe, whether you have money or not, you just feel safe in your body, you feel safe in your life and you feel trusting. And it, again, like it, it happens incrementally. Like I think for a lot of people, love and money tend to be the hardest ones to, to reprogram. So yeah, the best thing I can say is just, um, like lean in and reprogram because Again, in every case where you're getting triggered is where the universe is trying to provide you something better. Totally. You know, so if you had just enough to where you weren't thinking about it and you weren't worried, then I would actually think that you're farther away from manifesting more money. I feel like that's where I was for a long time, actually. Yeah. Right. And that's so common, you guys, by the way, with anything. If there's something where it's like just enough and you're, you're actually settling, like you're kind of in a settling energy and you're not really making changes because nothing's that uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden something gets so fucking uncomfortable and it's like the rug gets pulled out from under you and you're like, what the fuck is going on? That's because the universe is sort of saying to you like, okay, come on. Like we want to give you something better, but you're not making the changes, but it's coming. It's like orbiting. So like, let's, let's hurry up because this wants to come in. Does that make sense? That sounds good. I like it. It's true. Like I've seen it. It's like, it's fact. <laughs> That's what happens. So I actually think it's a better thing that you're feeling that strain because that means you're, to me, it means you're closer to money than if you were just like, yeah, I'm comfortable, whatever. I'm not really going to think about it. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. By the way, going back to accepting and emulating and rejecting you kind of know that you're free when you can th either think about your caregiver or see them or whatever and think about the way that they did things and feel 
nothing, like feel neutrality or sometimes even feel love and gratitude because it helped to shape you into the person that you are. Because a lot of times our greatest hardships end up contributing to our greatest gifts. So if you're not able to think about it in a space of love or neutrality, then you're tethered. Like it is influencing you. It's driving you. You're in a prison. So I just want to, I just want to make that clear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Magic of Transformation podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure you take a brief 10 seconds to give me a five-star review wherever you are listening and pass it along to friends that you think could benefit too. If you are interested in coaching with me or taking my program, Your Life's Work, you can check out the show notes for ways to connect with me. I am enrolling right now for the next group. And if you enroll soon, you do get a sizable discount. And remember to learn more about subconscious reprogramming. You can catch the follow-up episode right after this one, which is all about the number one tool that has changed my life. Thank you for tuning in today. Until next time.